Welcome back to Gemini Placements. This is not an astrology podcast. This is a simulation. (laughs) I'd like to say I'm very grateful that I actually got this on the first try this time. Yeah, Queen of Zoom over here. Last time we did this, it took many tries. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I don't know. It just happens that way. Okay, let's address the fucking elephant in the room first. Uh, This episode is ever so slightly delayed. We're back though. We're back. (laughs) We're back. I mean, I'm going to speak for myself. Actually, no, I'm going to speak for both of us. We're not sorry. We just ran out of serotonin. (laughs) Thanks. For real. How you been, Sammy? I miss you, bud. I know. I missed you too. It's it's been a trip that like December, I mean, December is always rough for me, but going into the second lockdown, I was shocked at how, even though I saw it coming, I was shocked at how much I was just not mentally prepared for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, over the last, especially the last, like I would say like three weeks honestly since Christmas like I got an active watch for Christmas Mm -hmm. um and so like ever since then I've been just been going on tons of walks Mm -hmm. um Scorpio man lives near the dawn so we go for walks through like Taylor Creek and and like we walk down to the beach and all this kind of stuff so like on any given day I'm doing like 20 kilometer walks fucking crazy (laughs) um so the serotonin has been coming back because I've been getting lots of fresh air getting lot you know moving my body that sort of thing so on the up and up, definitely for sure. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I have not been going for walks <laughs> at all. I like messaged you. I was like, I went on a really long walk. You're like, I walk one million steps every day. Witness my fitness. Here are my statistics. And I honestly, I don't think I've left the house since we had that conversation, and that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, that was such a bad call because like that week I just went overboard. I like got my bike set up on my stationary trainer. Mm -hmm. So like rode one day, did a 20K walk the next day, did I think like a 10K walk the day after that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to have a rest day. And then my dude was like, let's do squats. And I was like, all right, let's do squats on rest day. And so we did squats and then I went ice skating. And the day after that, I did 20K. So like by the end of the week, I literally, I couldn't walk for two days. I was like in, I was hobbling. I was in so much, it was every, I just pulled so many muscles, obviously. Obviously. And Sam was like, oh, um, do you have an Apple watch or Fitbit? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got one for my birthday a couple of years ago. But you know, I went a bit too manic and overboard with, you know, with the counting of the steps. And you were like, yeah, that couldn't happen. <laughs> like that's that's for sure gonna happen to me. I like one time I saw like I keep joining these like weekly step challenges and fucking one week I was in I was already in first place, but the person no, I was already in first place and and this was how I got to a hundred thousand steps. I was at like I was at like 900 and whatever steps. I had like 3000, just over 3000 steps to go before I hit a hundred thousand. And it was like Sunday night. And my dude turns to me and he goes, what? So you're just not going to get a hundred thousand steps. I was like, Oh, you motherfucker. You know how much of a competitive asshole I am. And I was like, all right, I'm going for a walk. He's like, cool. While you're up, you grab a bottle of wine. I'm like you did this on purpose. But then I like took the long way to the wine shop, went to the wine shop. And then as I was getting back to his place, realized I still didn't have a hundred thousand steps. So I kept going past his house, went another like two blocks past his house, came back around to go back to his house, still wasn't there. So then I did like another block somewhere else. 
Mm. It was it was madness, but he was like, he started texting me being like, are you okay? Because it was like late, right? And he's like, do, are, like, do I need to come find you? I'm like, I'm just not at 100,000 yet. I just didn't realize how long it would take me to get that extra 3,000 steps. Because that's literally what I said to you. I'd be like, oh, I, I'd be walking around the block after coming home after work. And that's your number. You're like, yeah, true, true. <laughs> As she's doing it. Yeah. Well, now we know. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're getting your exercise in and getting outside, getting some sunshine. Very, very important. Yeah. But yeah, guys, we, we've, we've been MIA because honestly, it was a really shitty time. It's been a really difficult time. I think for both of us and sometimes, and we just weren't fucking entertaining. I did not feel like I could entertain anybody. I'm still not sure if I can, but here we are trying. I literally, I was like, I got to like look up some fun shit that's been, or like not even fun, but like funny shit that's been happening in the world right now. So that I have like something to talk about. And so I I literally, I've just been like, like looking into pop culture stuff right now. I mean, like I always do, but like wrote out a list of like pop culture stuff that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I'm going to make a note of this for the the podcast. Like, I don't know if any of it's going to be interesting to anybody, but. I don't know. I'm interested because I have no fucking idea. Like, well then let me tell you, because I got to get a few things off my chest. Okay. Well, let's get started with our pop culture segment and just (laughs) like a quick precursor. I know nothing. I think Sam can verify for everybody. I do not understand sports or pop culture. It's not my realm. I uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't understand sports that much, but I understand it just enough to like make it sound like I know what I'm talking about to people who know nothing. I don't know what a ball is. Oh, perfect. Right. Of course. Yeah. All right. One of my favorite things yeah. about the 2019 Raptor championships was Anya every day being like, go sports ball, go dinosaurs. Yes, I do love dinosaurs. So I was very into it. <laughs> so first off, I need to start it off with Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey are officially an item. Who are those? You know who, sorry. Who are those people? So Michael B. Jordan uh, plays Killmonger in Black Panther. Um, and he also plays um, Adonis in the Creed movies. And um, he's just basically the babeliest babe of an actor that's that's making movies right now. He's, I mean, in my personal opinion, he's the hottest actor that's out there right now. And Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's daughter. Okay. So if anybody knew, was following her back in the summer, she was dating Future in the summer. So this girl has hella upgraded she went from a guy with eight baby mamas to michael b jordan and i'm just like girl as much as i'm jealous i'm also just like so happy for you because that upgrade was like tenfold i like you you never had to join the baby mama group chat i'm so happy for you (laughs) well i'm happy for her too i don't know who she is i don't know who future is i have read what's her I have seen Creed. I have seen that film. <laughs> Perfect. And it was, I cried. That was a really beautiful movie. You know what? I actually haven't seen any of the Creed movies yet. It's the hero's journey. It's yes, of course. I, I finally watched, I finally watched the 1998 Godzilla last night. I didn't realize I hadn't seen it. And after watching it, I was like, damn, I really took way too long to watch this movie. It was great. Another dinosaur style movie. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, and then what else is happening in pop culture? I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay, do you know who? Do you remember? Do you know who Dustin Diamond is? No. 
So most people know who Dustin Diamond is because uh, as his stage name of Screech. Oh my God. By the Bell. I know, and he made the porn. Yeah, he made the porn. He also apparently, rec- like not recently, recently, but within the last like five years, stabbed somebody. Oh shit. But Great. he's actually um, within the last week been admitted to the hospital. He oh, has yeah. stage four cancer and uh, they don't know what type of cancer it is yet. I mean, as of like, Yesterday or the day before, I didn't. I haven't looked up to see any updates today. But when he, when they posted something a few days ago, they said he's got stage four cancer. They don't know what type of cancer it is, and he also has shingles. Damn! And I'm just like, holy! F- this guy's going through it right now. Like he's in his what mid, early to mid forties. Like yeah, it's a yeah. So I mean, my heart goes out to him. He's 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 going through something right now. So that's been that was wild when I heard that. Um, I feel bad for like screaming about his porn. I'm going to light a candle for him. Poor maybe, maybe I'll like, yeah, exactly. I'll like say a prayer or something. So yeah. So that's pretty, pretty sad. Let me see if I can pull up my notes. <laughs> you got fucking pop culture notes for me. I just wrote episode six and then crossed it out and wrote episode seven. <laughs> what episode are we on? Episode seven? Already? I believe this is episode seven. I could okay. be wrong and it could be episode six. I mean, it's just a number at this point, right? No, I don't um, Okay, this one I think you're really going to love. The latest TikTok makeup trend is under eye bags. Who would even need to draw that on? Gen Zs. Oh, yeah, because they're, like, young and supple and shit. Yeah, so apparently one TikToker came out and said that, like, she's trying to encourage this trend as, like, a self-acceptance thing for people who have them. But there's, like, a ton of teens who are fully drawing dark circles under their eyes and it's like a makeup trend do they not have drugs i had under <laughs> circles right? i'm just like just don't sleep for three days like the rest of us like i don't understand I'm 10 years older at 17 than i do now <laughs> i was like the only person with a coke habit that was obese <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I definitely, yeah, my, my skin was not as supple as it could have been in my teen years. <laughs> I was not kind to my body as a teenager for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I just, I, I died. I'm like, obviously I read about it on the Teen Vogue website, which mm. can I just say, I like Teen Vogue way more than Vogue Vogue. I mean, like, I was really stoked on like the Harry Styles cover that came out recently because I love Harry Styles. Um, That's the guy from One Direction. I'm so proud. And he's an Aquarius, right? He is. Yes. Yes, he is. Pop culture. I mean, because it's Aquarius season. You know, it's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it is Aquarius season actually kicks off. Today's also the day of the inauguration. And as of now, Donald Trump is no longer president. Round of applause. I'm uh, I'm drinking a Rattler right now as like my my low alcohol style mimosa in mm. celebration. Very nice. Well, it's worth celebrating. It's worth celebrating. We've all collectively settled for Biden and, you know, he's going to be hopefully just nice and boring. And yeah. like, I don't know. I don't fucking know what's going to happen. I know, seriously. I like, and it's funny because like, I got about four hours of sleep last night. Milo decided to start waking me up at about eight in the morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
by about 8 30 I was like oh I'll just like put YouTube on and like see what's going on and I was like oh right I didn't know what time the inauguration started at so I like caught the tail end of Trump's like goodbye oh my thing God. that he did uh because he refused to go to the inauguration um and demanded that he had a separate farewell ceremony somewhere else and so I turn on it just it's like you know Biden uh Harris inauguration live on C-SPAN I turn it on and all I see is Trump walking towards a plane with Melania and they're playing the YMCA song and I was like god what is what is happening right now <laughs> I was dying and then I'm like the jokes online where it's like in the last four years, we haven't seen Melania smile the way she did is doing today. <laughs> it's like facts. Actually, she had such a big smile on her face today. The homegirl is free. She, you know, yeah. she divorces ass. She's going to leave him. But yeah. Wow. The YMCA. I was actually talking to Dave about that. And he was telling me that he was Trump was using a Neil Young song in his com- campaign before. But apparently Neil Young kept threatening to sue him. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad he did. Um, I was wondering that about like the YMCA song because like after the YMCA song finished, uh, Tiny Dancer came on afterwards. And I was like, there's no way that the Village People or Elton John would want Trump to use their music. Like they, this must be like public property now because it's one of those things where maybe it's like these these songs are so old that like they don't have the same copyright laws attached to them anymore or something i don't know i i was just like how do you use two very like one very gay group of men and then one very gay man musical artist as your send-off from being the worst president of the united states especially for the lgbtqia to, to lgbtq2ia plus community well i think you do it insolently and audaciously as he does anything Fair goodbye enough. orange satan we'll see you later or maybe never yeah so we are you know this episode we honestly didn't want to put too much pressure on ourselves so we're just fucking going with it it's not structured it's not <laughs> it's definitely not not there's no long notes or anything we just kind of wanted to touch base and honestly we haven't really been like talking a lot not for any reason just because we just needed I think space to do our own thing so we've been catching up through a few texts here and there and then like I call it I called and rambled to Sam but then we both had low blood sugar and just had to go (laughs) but it's it's good it feels good to be recording again and kind of putting something out and I think um, quite a few of you guys really enjoyed the live that we did a while ago that went on for almost four hours (laughs) Was it really that long? Oh my God. Yeah, we did three back-to-back Instagram lives for their full capacity of time. <laughs> so um, yeah, so if you enjoyed that, you'll fucking enjoy this episode because it's it's a whole lot of nonsense. Yeah, it'll probably just be more mess. Just <laughs> have it playing in the background while you do all of the things that you're all doing, working from home or school or whatever it is that we know we're all up to. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, it sucks because it's like everybody's in a similar shitty situation, but kind of doing different things. So really need to cope with it differently. Yeah. Something we talked about yesterday is like, it's kind of, you know, you want to talk to everybody and keep in touch with everybody. But it's like, at least in my situation it's like all my friends who are still working, they're fucking overworking during a pandemic. They're exhausted. They're burnt out. So they're miserable. 
and they don't want me complaining about how I'm unemployed <laughs> all day. But then all my hairdresser friends and industry friends are not working right now. And they're as miserable as I am sitting at home. So it's just kind of hard because you want to reach out to people. You want to talk to them, but you also want to conserve your energy and not kind of emotionally dump on people at the same time, like too much. So it's, it's, it's a fine line. It's a hard thing to navigate. Yeah, I agree. I like, I've been really going back and forth between like being like, we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat. Everybody understands that we're all just trying to like keep our heads above water. So nobody's taking it personally. If like, I'm not reaching out to them, that sort of thing. But then in the same sense, are, I also have like this little voice in the back of my head that's telling me like, you're not being a good friend to your friends. You should be checking in on them more. You should be like putting yourself out there more, trying to initiate more conversations with people and that sort of thing. But it's like, I, I don't have the energy. Like I don't have the energy a lot of the time. Like I would say I've only recently got the energy back even a little bit mm-hmm. um, for the first little while after the lockdown started. I wasn't participating in group chats with anybody. I like wasn't like I was like on Instagram, but like not really on Instagram, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I just like it was it was hard because I was like trying to juggle my feelings of like frustration towards the government, my frustrations towards this whole situation, while also trying to like take care of my mental health and then also trying to like not beat myself up for not reaching out to my friends more. It's a lot of balls to juggle. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure everybody's doing it right. Like I, I feel like all my girlfriends, you know, we're not necessarily talking that often and they're probably thinking the same thing. Like, shit, I should probably be reaching out to people, but I don't have the spoons for it either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I was off all socials for like over six weeks and people thought I was like that. <laughs> oh, geez. Where the fuck are you? Because like I have been regularly posting Insta stories on my hair account for years, daily. Yeah. Daily, like very rarely do I skip a day. And some days it's like, you know, when the when the the dashes turn into tiny little dots because you have so many stories, you know, I'm that bitch. Yeah. To go from that to absolute to like radio silence. I think some people were like, bitch, are you okay? Which I was, but basically kind of what happened was going into this lockdown, I was really fucking busy. Like I was really busy at work. I was very, very busy with stuff outside of work um, with L'Oreal and stuff like that. And I was just working on a few little projects and we were doing the podcast. So like, you know, we got to a point where we had to like schedule an hour or two for you and I to record something. And then we'd have to like reschedule it. Like I became that bitch, which I never have been. And I was kind of on this like manic upswing and then they called the lockdown. We had to shut everything down and I was still kind of moving through that energy. And I just, you know, my first two weeks of the lockdown, I kind of hit the ground running. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. So like on second day of lockdown, I literally fucking wrote out all the classes that I wanted to, like a bunch of my clients have been asking me to teach them about hair care, to teach them about styling their own hair and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to do that for you. So I sat down, I made a fucking PowerPoint. I made all these zoom schedules, all this shit. And, um, 
I was on it. I taught one class and I taught a class for L'Oreal as well. So I just had all these fucking projects. I didn't even have time to process what was happening and, and what I was in for. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like this sequence of events happened that really put me on my ass. But I, I, being on the other end of it now, I'm glad that they did because you can't fucking throw yourself into work and just avoid things no matter yeah. how much I try. I was in the salon a couple days of the week um, coloring some mannequins for a L'Oreal class that I was teaching uh, for another salon digitally. Somebody saw me in the salon and I guess thought that I was doing clients. So they called Toronto Public Health, which launched uh, a fucking investigation into our salon. Basically, two people from Toronto Health showed up. Two inspectors, our boss Rebecca was there. They fucking interrogated the fuck out of her. And because they found hair, mannequin hair, a few hairs on the floor and a few hairs in the sink, they said that that was enough proof that clients were being done in the salon, even though the mannequins had like pink and silver hair. And they, and were- they refused and they refused to check our security camera footage, too. Yeah. Which is like also insane. Like Rebecca was like, check the security camera footage. There has not been a single client that's walked through these doors. And they were like, no. That was the beginning of like me starting to like really have absolutely no patience with our government was Mm -hmm. like that because I was like, we've been following protocol and you're still punishing us. Like you've shut us down and you're still punishing us. Like what the I'm like, oh, anyways, yeah, I can't even get into it. That it like that situation just boils my blood. If I ever find the fucking person who reported, <laughs> I didn't finish that statement, by the way. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, you know, I, I know none of our listeners would ever do anything like that, but it's like leave small businesses the fuck alone. You know yeah. what I mean? Now more than ever, either support us or just fuck off. Exactly. And like, like 2020, if it taught me one thing for sure, it taught me to mind my own fucking business. And there are not enough people who are minding their own fucking business right now. And I'm just like, you know who we all need to be watching is the government because none of the rules apply to them right now, but they apparently need to come down like a hammer on small businesses. Like, like you said, just leave small businesses alone, let them do what they need to do to get by. I'm like, if you, why don't you talk to the business before you go reporting them to the COVID police? Like maybe your misunderstanding, like maybe your perception of what's happening is actually wrong because chances are it is like nobody, no small business is going to risk a fine right now. And you know, our salon is ground level on a pretty high in pretty like high traffic area. A lot of people walk by, there's a grocery store kind of up the street and an LCBO. So a lot of people are walking back and forth close to a, you know, pretty major intersection So like if I was doing clients on the sneaky sneaky, I'd be a lot sneakier than having all the fucking lights on. I digress. Look, it doesn't matter. Luckily, there was no monetary fine or anything. We got a warning. I felt absolutely fucking horrible and guilty that I caused all this distress for poor Rebecca. So it was just just a shitty situation um, that kind of left me on my ass. But fuck it. I'm over it now. And then... um, you know, so then I was going to teach a class right after that. And I was like, I'm just going to teach it from home. And uh, so I, you know, came to the salon and, and brought all the products and everything I needed. And I had the class ready to go. I had my fucking PowerPoint, Zoom meeting, everything. I sent out the email and then my fucking laptop. 
my brand new MacBook Pro that I just bought fucking went kaput and my screen completely uh, like cracked. Oh my God. And because everything is like touch bar and touch screen, it just wouldn't turn on. Nothing was working. So I was pretty upset. Luckily I got Apple care plus. So I was able to take it in. Also, we were going to report, record our fucking episode and that didn't happen because I didn't have a laptop for the long end because usually it takes one business day to get a replacement part and then another day or so for them to put it in with COVID they couldn't give me a timeline for anything. They're like, it could be two days. It could be two weeks. It could be two months. We really don't know. Just hang tight. Yep. Within a few days of that, I was doing my EI report and I I have two jobs, obviously, because I'm an independent uh, contractor for L'Oreal. So because I taught a class for them, I wanted to be honest and report my very small earning because it was just a one hour webinar I taught. But I wanted to be honest to our fucking government. So I reported it in my in my claim. And the website just told me, you're not getting any money. Call us immediately. (laughs) So I called and it took me ages to get through. And I got through to somebody who was like, basically, I tried to explain the situation. And I don't think they knew how to process my tax situation. And I kept explaining what I do and how I get paid and everything. And they kept making me do this fucking questionnaire that didn't, where not a single question applied to me. Oh my God. For like 30 minutes where they were like, how long have you had your business? I'm like, I don't have a business. I'm an independent contractor for one company. They're like, so under one year? I can't with the EI employees. I can't like. I don't know what the credentials are for you to work in the EI department of the government, but there, you clearly don't need many. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you said what you said and I'll stand <laughs> by it too. Um, you know, this person just obviously had no idea and was just trying to asking me questions that didn't apply to me, putting me on hold for 10, 15 minutes at a time. I started having a panic attack while I was on the phone and next thing I know, they told me that my entire claim and all of my claims need to be reevaluated and escalated to like a higher level. Um, and I had to wait 20 business days, up to 20 business days for an answer. And I wasn't going to get paid in that time and I couldn't submit any reports. And this was kind of right before Christmas. So I fucking lost it. You know, having my work and my creativity and my passion gone. And then my laptop, which was a continuation of my creativity and a digital way for us to connect and do our little, you know, podcast and everything like that got taken away. And then my fucking money got taken away. And I just started to really just crack and break down. Um, And I just kind of started to feel like I had absolutely nothing, which is not a good feeling. So I just, I knew that I just wasn't good to anybody in that state. You know, I just had to kind of just fucking chill the fuck out and stay home and, you know, sleep and eat and do whatever I needed to do. Just basic human function, you know, brush my teeth. You know, it's funny. My grandma, my grandma's like very intuitive. My grandma's a cancer. And she was like, she was like, Anya, I feel like something's not right with this money situation. She's like, something's not right. Something's not right. I'm like, grandma, I'm just waiting for them to make this decision. I just have to wait. They told me to wait, not to call. If they need me, they'll call me. 
And my grandma just kept harping on and on and on. And she's not usually like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and then one day I'm like, you know, I'm going to listen to my fucking grandma. So I called them. It took me about four and a half hours to get through. And, but, and the entire time I was on hold four and a half hours, the fucking hold music is playing. And this automated recording is like, if you're waiting for an evaluation of your claim, please don't call us. We'll call you. If you need anything, please do not ask us. They're just like, leave us the fuck alone. We'll call you. If we need you, like do not contact us to ask us about the status of your claim or anything like that. And that's what I was calling them about. And I was like, no, I'm staying on the fucking line. Um, so I got through to someone, I got through a real, to a really nice guy and, you know, I explained my situation. I was like, first of all, look, I answered a questionnaire that none of the questions applied to me. I felt like I was just pigeonholed into some kind of tax bracket that I don't even belong in. Like, I don't know what's going on. So he fully listened to me and then he pulled up my file and he just goes, Oh my God. And then he goes, I'm so sorry. He's like, nobody ever looked at this and this completely lapsed. Jesus fucking Christ. So I just burst out fucking crying on the phone. I was like, you cannot do this to people. I'm like, I know that you're busy. I know you have so many applicants, but like, this is people's entire fucking livelihood. Yeah. I'm like, you've paid me nothing since November 23rd. This was January 11th. I'm like, I'm fucking begging you. I'm like, my, my mental health is in shambles. Like, I don't know what to do. And you're telling me that someone just forgot. Thank God my fucking grandma, you know, harped on about this and told me to call. Otherwise I would have just kept waiting like a fucking idiot. And then what? So luckily he saw that somebody actually looked at my case. Everything got approved. Everything was done. Um, in like one or two business days, I had to call them one more fucking time. Cause someone left me a voicemail and was like, please call us immediately. You can reach us at this number, but never left a number and called me from a private number. So I had to like go back in the queue three hours, get hold of them again. And then they were just like, Oh, did you, uh, we just need to confirm the amount. Like it was like such a stupid question, but it all is fucking done and done with. And I'm finally getting my well-deserved employment insurance. So thank fuck for that. I'm glad that that's all finally been resolved. That's, that's just madness. Look, I know people are going through crazy fucking scary shit right now. So I don't want to feel sorry for myself or anything like that, but it's like, everyone's dealing with all these fucking frustrating things. And it's like, we all really need to look out for each other and for ourselves and like advocate for ourselves right now because the world is a fucking mess. Yeah. It's a hodgepodge. So yeah, it's very true. You got a feeling like grandma had a feeling I would go with that feeling. That's my advice to everybody. Yeah. Seriously. Oh man. Trust your, trust your gut, trust your intuition. It always knows best, right? For real. Knows better than the fucking government call center. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> for real. Yeah. So aside from my sob story, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Cause like I've not been up to a whole lot um, because there's fucking nothing to do. Yeah. Nothing. Have you been cooking anything or anything? I have, I've been cooking a lot. I always cook, you know, yeah. I do. Um, and you know, I have a huge passion for single use plug-in kitchen devices. <laughs> I do know that about you. Yes. So How my- many- Appliances do you have? 
I have pretty much everything that you can picture. And I'm now a proud owner of an air fryer. (laughs) (laughs) Jealous. They're pretty great. So I've just been fucking air frying everything and making lots of yummy food. Oh, actually, this is wild. If you know me well, you'll find this wild. I quit smoking weed. Oh, shit. And it's been almost a month. Oh, my God. So what do you, what what do you, what do you do with your day? What do you do with your day? (laughs) You're just like, you're just like, you're just like sober deal with the world at all. You're just like, you're just raw dog in the world right now. I'm not like fully raw dogging because I'm still taking my CBD. Okay. Um, so I do take a CBD oil capsule that does have equal parts THC for anyone that's not a weed nerd. When you take them in equal amounts, they counteract each other. So the THC will amplify the effects of the CBD, uh, which are the more healing, anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety properties. And the CBD will counteract all the psychoactive parts of the THC. So, and it will instead boost the like uh, pain um, management. Tolerance, I forgot the word, pain stuff (laughs) of the THC. So basically they just kind of, it basically doesn't get you high is what I'm trying to fucking tell you. Um, And I'm still micro dosing. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. (laughs) That's saving me these days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to do an episode for for sure for you guys about psychedelics and micro dosing and weed. And I think all of that probably sometime soon, because I think that's a fun topic. And when did we, when did we start microdosing? Was it August? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And it was like, so funny. (laughs) (laughs) We were like in the staff room at work and we're like, we should microdose. I'm like, I have a website. I know. And you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was was like 9.58 and like our 10 a.m. clients were there. And by then we had already ordered our pills. Like we're ready to go for a client. (laughs) hundred percent. I literally, so Anya and I both follow the same like quasi influencer on Instagram. I'm sure a few of you also follow her. Her name is Laura Hesp. Mm-hmm. And it was like such a mean girls moment. Like, you know, that scene in mean girls when the girls are like, I saw Regina George wearing army pants and flip flops. So I wore army pants and flip flops. And it was like, she had like done like a, quite a few Insta stories and over the last like couple weeks about how she had been microdosing a bunch. And the two of us were just like, yo, this explains so much about why she's been such a wacko recently, but like, like in a good way, like yeah. we're both wackos. So we can, you, we can use that word, <laughs> but the two of us were like, yo, we should try this out. And like, we've both been talking about it for a while as well. So we're like, let's, let's do it. Let's explore it, whatever. And so we did. And yeah, we've been doing it ever since. Yeah, it was the, it was a perfect moment. And for anybody that doesn't know, microdosing is taking a very, 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 very small dose of psilocybin mushrooms. Not enough to get you high in any way, but it has amazing health properties for depression, anxiety, etc. And we'll leave it at that because we'll save it for the episode. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I, I guess I am raw dogging some not intoxicated anyway. I don't drink. Um, I stopped drinking about a year and a half ago and yeah, I stopped smoking weed. And like, if you know me, if you've ever hung out with me before, like your girl was fond, yeah, fond of you just the- were a weed. <laughs> you were just a weed plant. <laughs> it was great. It was great. 
I love it. You know, all I'll say is that I was the kind of stoner where, you know, you have people that will like, I'm not shaming anybody. I love every stoner and non-stoner out there. Jobless. People like will like take two drags of a joint and then like, you know, they're fucking tripping out and they're like writing poetry and they're like, whoa, man. You know, whereas I was the kind of stoner where I, it'd be like 8 a.m. and I'd smoke a fucking cone to my face and then clean my house, do all the laundry, rearrange a bunch of shit, like make a bunch of food and then like send all my friends 92 nonsensical texts about <laughs> shit I've been thinking about. Like say that I was a productive stoner, but I, I always, I had a very high tolerance for cannabis and for THC. I was high when you probably thought I wasn't, but if you ever got your hair done by me, I have never smoked weed and done hair ever in my entire life. So you're good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always yeah, at work. <laughs> I did always admire your tolerance. I was like, damn, I wish I could get to that point where I could like do things. Cause like for me, smoking pot, smoking pots also for me, it's like, it's not a social thing. Like what if I go to, like back in like the the bc days before covid days you know you'd go to a party and everybody would pa- be passing a joint around like i was not that person no um like and then i'd get home from the party and then i'd sm- like rip a bowl to my face kind of thing but like i'm much more of like a solo smoker where i just like get stoned by myself like put on whatever kind of weird thing i want to watch and then i just eat three bags of chips and go to bed and i love that it's a very good way for me to like calm down at the end of the day and like fall asleep but I'm also that person who like if I'm in a social setting I'm like oh I'm like not talking enough I'm not contributing enough I like I get very like paranoid in groups of people when I'm high so I like don't smoke around people that much that's fair I I think I actually only smoked weed with you once and you disappeared within three minutes (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right like yeah and out (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I think we were going to like watch a movie or a play or something. And bitch was just gone. <laughs> I don't remember this. I remember, I remember when we went for sushi for your birthday last year. We smoked a little bit before we went. And I remember thinking, I remember seeing you pull out the joint. I was like, there's no way I can help her finish that joint. And I, I was that person. I like took a couple drags and I was like, anymore and I won't talk for the rest of the night I'm like this is enough to like get me to eat a bunch but anything more and like I'll just be watching you eat for the rest of the night (laughs) Uh, that's great you know and um yeah we're you know we're gonna we're gonna vault this for the for the drugs episode because I think it's it's I have lots of fun stories about getting people way too high because I would smoke (laughs) the strongest fucking strains Uh, (laughs) people sometimes people take a rip from my joint and like have to go to the fucking hospital basically so amazing yeah so I've changed so I guess I am raw dogging in a way but I am still taking my um herbal medication nice yeah and to be honest I didn't I didn't stop smoking to like be straight edge I didn't stop smoking to uh because I thought it was bad. It wasn't really having any adverse effects on me or anything. I think I still think cannabis is like an amazing plant and just fucking awesome. But I think I just got to a point where I'm like, whether I'm high or not high, it's the same thing. Mm. 
Yeah. Why so just be not high? Yeah. Yeah. It'll save you some money. You won't be inhaling smoke into your lungs. Totally. Yeah. It was like a full circle moment. <laughs> you know, it's like when you drink yourself sober at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, my side of things did something very similar that people who know me will be very surprised to learn. I like fully have quit caffeine. Like I know I brought this up in one of the last episodes that I was quitting it. Like I'm like still going. Wow. I, uh, wow. haven't had any recently. Actually there was one time when I did, I like went to a coffee shop and asked for a decaf cappuccino and I was about halfway through the cappuccino and I was like, this is not decaf. I cannot finish this. My heart is already beating at twice the rate it should be. <laughs> I am going to put this down now. Oh, shit. Um, so are you completely 100% caffeine? So no tea, no black tea, nothing? So yeah, so I had like I had a matcha latte recently because I wanted to, a small one. I wanted to just try it out. And that went well. But like I didn't I didn't actually enjoy it enough to like want to get into it. And I was also like, you know, I know green tea still has a really high caffeine content. Uh, so I am kind of, you know, treading into dangerous waters there. Um, so yeah, no black teas, nothing. The, I do drink a, I drink like a soothing tea in the morning now. Like my, my dude will make himself a cup of coffee and then he'll make me like a, it's like a P the PC brands feeling soothed tea it's like a peppermint and fennel and lemon or something i drink that dart off yeah so i do have like a tea and a little bit of a microdose, and uh and then i get on with my day that's amazing that is so cool because i've been harping on you about the caffeine and (laughs) (laughs) it was it it, we said this in an earlier episode like i would consume weed the way that sam would consume caffeine where it was just unnecessarily so much (laughs) you were like a very functional but like insane caffeine user where like you would just chug like a monster and then just like sit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my heart wasn't just sitting. <laughs> oh, actually I was dying. So I got this active watch for Christmas. Right. And it measures your stress levels. It's like low, medium, high stress. And how, how does it know? Your I don't know. So what I think it like, Gauge is based on your heart rate. So when you, when I first set it up, it like asked me for my age, my weight, my height. Um, And I guess from there, it's like, okay, we're going to try to glean like how many intensity minutes you should have per week, how many steps you should take per week, what your average heart rate should be, what your resting heart rate should be for your body size, I guess. Right. And your, your, how old you are. Um, And I guess from there, it's like this, like these numbers should represent a high or a low, medium and high stress. And for the first week I had it, I was constantly operating at like a high stress level. And like, like I'd be like sitting on the couch watching TV and then my watch would beep. And it was like, we've noticed an abnormal heart rate and you're, you're experiencing high levels of stress. And I'm like, I'm watching a cartoon or something right now. Like I am literally at my most chill. And I think my watch is like slowly figured it out. It's like now stopped telling me that I'm experiencing high levels of stress and I'm kind of just always operating at like a medium level of stress. <laughs> Anxiety, baby. God, but yeah, um, I would be doing nothing and my watch would be like, you need to calm down. You need to take a moment to relax. I'm like, I am. I'm in my relaxed state right now. 
I can't get more relaxed. It's either this or I'm dead. You're like a, <laughs> you're like that movie Speed, you know? Yeah, crank. Oh, crank. Yes, thank you. Jason Statham, it's like if he doesn't have his adrenaline pumping, he'll just die. Yeah, that's me. Jason Stam Sam. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a thing. We'll make it a thing. I thought that was going to be way funnier than it was. <laughs> Maybe that's like one thing with the not smoking weed. My jokes got worse. But like, I mean, we haven't talked enough for me to actually agree with you or not, but I feel like that's not true. Wow. Amazing. That's actually so impressive. I'm so, I was, I've been wondering if you stayed off the caffeine. And, I've uh, got two Red Bulls in my fridge that every time I open my fridge, they're just like, I feel like they're like dancing on my shelf. I'm like, I want to drink you. I really do. But I can't. No. But and energy drinks, they're they're really, really, really not good for you. Anybody mm-hmm. that needs to hear this, I'm going to tell you, you need to fucking stop drinking energy drinks. Stop it. Okay, you can have so your fucking, you know, cold brew, whatever coffee you people like now. (laughs) (laughs) I was never a coffee drinker, but, you know, drink, but fucking like Monster, Red Bull, all of that shit. We all need to cut this stuff out. I don't want to shame anybody for their food choices or anything like that, but I'm gonna because honestly, it's a tool of the fucking oppressor. Okay. (laughs) You don't need that much energy for anything. And if you do, you need some fucking trail mix, fam, okay? You need some fucking sugar, some glucose. You don't need to be chugging fucking monster ripper ass fucker Excel. <laughs> Sam's wheezing. Like, you just I'm don't. I'm still asthmatic. I'm still asthmatic. <laughs> I don't know how I'm not, but... <laughs> You know, there's, there's just no need. I, I was addicted to energy drinks when I was about 20, 21, when I worked in a salon in England. And like, I worked so many hours that I would sleep in the salon sometimes <laughs> at that Jesus. point in my life. Cause I would, I would work and then I would teach after work. So, and I worked in a really sketchy neighborhood, actually top five, one of the top five most dangerous road in the United Kingdom was my road. So Jesus. And taxis were way too expensive. The public transport system in Bristol was awful. So my only option was to walk home and walking home like past 10 o'clock through Stapleton Road, like was just not an option as a woman. So it just made more sense for me to like sleep there. That's how many hours I would work. So I would just constantly fucking drink these really cheap energy drinks were really cheap in England. I would, I bought three, there are three cans of like a bootleg Red Bull. It's called like Red Rain or something. I love Red Rain. <laughs> yeah, that shit here too. Yeah, it's a Dollarama. Oh shit. Yeah, three for one pound. Oh yeah, we don't get prices like that here. Yeah, at Sainsbury's. And I used to have one in the morning and then one at around like noon, one o'clock and then one around five o'clock. Nice. And then I was like shocked that I was just perpetually having panic attacks. <laughs> I was like, okay. So if, if anybody's listening and you're drinking fucking Red Rain or Blue Bear or fucking Grease Lightning, Monster Jack Off, and having perpetual panic attacks is because of that fucking swill that you're drinking. So 
come to Jesus. Okay. Stop fucking drinking that shit. Don't come to Jesus, but like, don't just don't like drink coffee, drink fucking black tea. Just like you have know, some water, have some water, eat some strawberries or some shit. I don't know. Just like, don't do that to yourself. Do speed. <laughs> I mean, if that was an option for me. I would choose it. Like, because at that point, it's like, why aren't you just doing amphetamines? Like, because I can't get access to it. These are just legal amphetamines. Let's be real here. That's what it is. Pretty much. You could surely find some Adderall or something. We're not advocating for doing <laughs> this podcast. Took a dark turn. <laughs> I was like, I can small tea. I'm like, I stopped smoking. We were like, do speed. Oh, it's obviously yeah, just the right. next logical step. <laughs> it's only the next, yeah. So <laughs> I'm just preparing my lungs for all the meth I want to smoke in 2021. Yeah, perfect. Oh my God. Speaking of meth, oh. so one thing I have been watching, which I mentioned to you a while ago, is um, I've been watching Six Feet Under. I'm on the fourth season right now. Um, spoiler alert for anybody who may be currently watching Six Feet Under and hasn't seen it or somebody who doesn't want to know. I'm about to talk about an episode in the fourth season. So like this is a very long warning for you to stop listening and fast forward or something. I don't know. But there's one episode in the fourth season where David gets carjacked after he goes to pick up a body. Yes. And gets forced to smoke crack and the whole episode I don't know if we've ever actually watched anything together I know some of my friends have like watched movies and tv shows and stuff with me where I get like so into it that I can't control my body but that episode caused me so much stress like I'm talking, I was pacing while I was watching it I was so angry I was screaming at the tv I could not calm myself down I was like trying to do breathing exercises every time I sat down I would immediately have to stand back up again I was so distraught by the end of it I was crying I love David so much and that whole episode just hurt me like immensely it caused me so much real pain in my soul that I was like I don't know what to do with myself right now I was like I one of those situations where like immediately following I was like I need to watch a cartoon or something like I need to watch I need to watch puppy dogs do something cute because like I am in distress oh my god well no wonder your apple watch is fucking going beep boop beepity boop like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what it does um yeah I I programmed them but uh it's I fucking love that show so much when when we were texting after not talking for a long time and you told me you were watching six feet under I just like loved you even more because I think that's my number one show ever really more than twin peaks Ooh, that's that's (laughs) hard that's a hard decision but you know what I watched six feet under before I watched twin peaks I was actually like Swim Peaks is 1990. So I was very late to the party. I was very, very late to the party. Yeah. But I watched Six Feet Under when I was quite young. And it's one of the only shows where I've like rewatched it every episode several times. Like I've from start to finish. Um, yeah. I watched it with Dave. I watched it twice myself. I watched it with my ex. Like it's just, it's an incredible show. It's so beautiful. So oh, human. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, even if you listen to that spoiler, you're, trust me. 
do yourself a favor. Like the depth of every character is so well done. They really show how, like how humans are. Like every single one of the characters is beautiful and also a piece of shit. And that's who, that's what humans are. Right. And my, my dude and I, we like, we we've gone back and forth about, we call it being on team Keith. Um, whenever like David and him get into a fight, we will look at each other and be like, are we on team Keith right now? Is, are we, we're not on team Keith right now. I don't think we're on, I don't think we're team Keith right now. Okay. Now we're team Keith. (laughs) And like, that's, and that's it. Like, we're just like them as a couple is, is amazing in a lot of ways. And it's, it's very not amazing in a lot of ways, just like a real relationship is. And it's, it's nice to see such a a well-produced show. Mm-hmm. Um, with such amazing actors actually do what they did. And especially when they did it too. Like it was what, early 2000, 2001, I think. I was laughing at one point. There's a, a character, her name's Lisa and she's just had a baby. And this is like not even a spoiler because it's like a, a moment in a conversation, but I, I couldn't help but laugh. She like turns to her partner and she's like, so... Uh, did you read the uh, stuff I sent you from the internet that I found? I'm really not sure if we should vaccinate Maya, the, their baby. <laughs> She's like, I've just been reading things on the internet and I'm not sure vaccinations are the way to go. And I was like, oh, it's the beginning. <laughs> this was the beginning of the anti-vax movement, obviously. Oh my God. Lisa was definitely in the anti-vaxxer camp. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, it's on Crave TV. Do yourself a favor if you want to laugh and fucking cry till you barf. Oh my God, now that you've told me this about that episode, I I actually have valid concerns regarding you watching the finale. Oh no, oh no. I have- Don't say anything. I'm not saying anything except that like- I might actually- It's okay to call me. I'll make myself available that day. (laughs) Okay, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. I get so attached to fictional characters. I can't help it. So one last thing about Six Feet Under, and this will not spoil the the finale for you in any way, but a friend of ours who is a Capricorn, who's not the most sensitive person. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say he's not sensitive. I should say... He's not like touchy-feely expressor. He's he's a Gen Xer, okay? He's not a millennial, so he's not all about the tears and the crying 24-7 like we are. But it's one of his favorite shows. We actually, we have watched it together, but he watched it with one of his friends um, from start to finish. And when they got to the finale, the finale just, I'm not going to say what it does to you, but it does a lot of emotions. And the this friend that he watched it with had no reaction to it whatsoever. And he was like, you're a fucking sociopath. I can't. (laughs) And like their friendship literally dissolved because he's like, this person doesn't have any emotional depth and I'm terrified. Oh my God. So maybe like, you know, you know how like the FBI do like the serial killer test and all that. And the criteria, like, I think possibly for like sociopathy, they can use that episode as a tech, oh like, like in um, Blade Runner, they can use it like a fucking Voight comp test, you know? Oh my God. Oh my God. I like, can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to, next time I go back to my, to Scorpio man's house, I'm going to be like, so listen, 
we're not doing anything until we finish at all of the episodes now because I need to know what happens in the finale. Like, even he teared up once. Like, I don't know if he's going to get mad for me saying this. I don't think he would. But, like, he he's looked over at me and saw that I was sobbing. And he was like, oh, I literally had to wipe my own eyes to make sure I could take care of you. Because I was like, oh, I, I can't feel things right now because you're feeling so many things. But, like it, got, like, it got to him, too. And he's not, you know, he's not an openly... Emotion, you know, he's a man. Like, you know how, you know, cisette men can be. They're like, I don't have feelings. What are you talking about? My husband's always fucking crying. I'm just joking. <laughs> just, oh. That's just because he's married to me. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a great show. It's dark. <laughs> I had to go there. But I did actually, of course, have to bring a little bit of astrology to the episode because I looked up kind of what the fuck's going on. So I just wanted to fill anybody in if they're still there and still listening and they're like, what the fuck is happening in this episode? So yeah, welcome to Aquarius season, everybody. We had to sit Capricorn season out. <laughs> Sorry, Caps. Sorry, Caps. I feel very bad. We posted absolutely nothing. We had no Capricorn memes. Uh, we had nothing for you. And as any kind of consolation, I will just say that, you know, we, we, at least I really channeled that Capricorn energy into getting my shit together. Yeah, true. Material world, you know, which is, which is in true Capricorn fashion, whatever's going on inside, you deal with it on the outside. So, you know, I think that'll, maybe that'll make you proud more than um, the recognition you so deserve. (laughs) But we, you know, we, we had to say goodbye to Capricorn season and we're in Aquarius season now. And there is a lot of fucking planets chilling in Aquarius right now. The sun is in Aquarius. We just had an Aquarius new moon. Um, Saturn is in Aquarius. Jupiter is in Aquarius. It's a fucking party. And, um, you know, I mentioned in the last episode, a lot of astrologers considered this time as like the dawning of the age of Aquarius, which is like, you know, stuff like that. You got to take it with like a lot of grains of salt. But what that kind of means is we're moving from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. We've been in the age of Pisces for about 2000 ish years. And does it go backwards then in that sense? Because Pisces comes after Aquarius yeah. and the Zodiac. Okay. So I believe it goes it's retroactive. Got um, it. so yeah, so we have now moved into into the Aquarian age, or and there, there's arguments of people say this happened 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Some people think the 60s was the beginning of the age of Aquarius, but um, you know, and some people are interpreting Aquarius season in 2021 after the big conjunction in Aquarius as the beginning of that age. But whether, look, whether you believe in astrology or not, whether you're into this stuff or you think it's total baloney, we are in for a huge fucking social change. It's unavoidable. Shit is shifting and moving really, really quickly. So it doesn't hurt to kind of embrace that Aquarian energy into this big social change, which is open-mindedness and global communal thinking. So zooming the fuck out and thinking of things as more whole and more interconnected. Aquarius is often associated with the internet, with digital communication. Something, again, that's not going anywhere. Actually, I was reading about this and I never thought about this way. But one of the defining things about the age of Pisces is if you look at Pisces, it's two fish, right? 
And it's, it's the binary that we're kind of moving away from. And I really want to fucking like harness that in myself. So we all need to as well, just, you know, we've talked about this before in an episode of this of binary thinking, whether that's, you know, the most obvious is obviously conversation about gender binary, right. And kind of how we're moving away from that and being more accepting of things that are in between and, and the flux of back and forth, but also just like completely right or wrong one way or the other, you know, Democrat, Republic, whatever the fuck it is. I'm hoping that a, a more Aquarian age or at least an Aquarian season, which we are now helps us dissolve that a little bit further and realize that we can hold two viewpoints at once. We can be two things simultaneously or three things or 50 things or nothing. Yeah. And, um, and just kind of move through that and just kind of start thinking about us as part of a whole and not just one individual because fuck man, like I see that as the crux of this fucking virus, man, you know, and, and the reason we're stuck in lockdown for so long is because it's like hardcore individualistic thinking, you know, I'm all for individualistic freedom. However, it's not just fucking you. It's just not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not. So we really, really, really need to fucking push past that. And global thinking, communal thinking is inherently very anti-capitalist. And that's something that we need to strive towards because it ain't working. It just, it can't all be about money. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we, if we approach capitalism, can't make money off of us when we're all taking care of each other. If we're all looking out for each other, then we don't need to be doing all of this excess stuff because we're all putting our, our minds together, our hands together, and we're, we're taking care of each other. We can create a, a happier, more like whole society because, because there's compassion and empathy in, involved. Absolutely. And, you know, like yesterday I called Sam completely fucking rambling in full nonsense mode because um, I'm like, Sam, we need to cancel self-care. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> Sam's just taking her fucking cat out for a walk. I'm like, I just got off my meditation cushion and we need to cancel self-care. Welcome to being my friend. But Love it. I had a very poorly articulated point. It's just a perfect example of this fucking capitalist grind, this fucking capitalist disgusting monstrous machine that will just take anything, no matter how wholesome and pure and fucking suck it in and churn it out to make money, 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 money with no end goal and no end in sight. The only end goal is more and the cost at what cost at, at what, what repercussions is irrelevant, you know, and, and self-care is a perfect example of that. Cause I was saying to you yesterday, you know, self-care is a term that was coined by a gay black feminist who was battling cancer while also fighting for civil rights. Audrey Lord, you know, she said, caring for myself is not an act of self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. That is an act of political warfare. Okay. How fucking powerful is that? Holy shit. So this was a term that was going around in the eighties in black activist circles. And now it's something that's a fucking 
boss babe hashtag on a fucking gold $42 Sephora sheet mask. It's it's like it's like Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like everything that Gwyneth Paltrow is is like how self-care has been co-opted by capitalism. Yeah, like I I made you guess this number yesterday, so I won't do it to you again, but the wellness industry as of now globally worth 4.2 trillion dollars, okay? The tr- the word self-care has only become popular in the last decade. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And, and look, self-care is more important than ever right now to fucking take that time for yourself to be gentle and kind to yourself, but it's not the be all and end all, especially when we need to look out for friends. We need to look out for each other. We need to see the con, you know, the connection between all of us and giving a fuck about other people is free and nobody can make money off of that. Okay. Giving a fuck about yourself is also free, but right now we're made to feel like we need to buy, you know, this thing or that thing or give money for this app or this course or this, you know, meditation group or whatever. And if you want to give your money to that, that's fine, but you don't have to, I guess the point I'm trying to make is like, doesn't like, it doesn't have to make someone rich. You being okay. Doesn't have to make anybody rich it's, it's, it's gone a little bit wrong. It's gone a little bit wrong where, you know, it's used as a way to tell people to fucking pull up their bootstraps. So just do some fucking self-care, have a bubble bath, like fuck off. You know what I mean? Whereas pre COVID the, the mental health statistics for Canada, one in five people experience mental illness at one point in their life or another, this was pre COVID. So when you're telling everybody, you should just take care of yourself, take care of yourself. Your wellness is your own responsibility. You're failing one in five people. And now that's a lot more because if, you know, if one in five people had a broken leg and none of them were offered a communal crutch, we'd be failing those people. And it goes the same for mental health. So I don't want to ramble about this too much. You know, we can make a whole other episode about things that I think are bullshit. That could be a fucking series. (laughs) (laughs) Sub series within it within it we'll go meta it's Aquarius season I'll go as meta as you want <laughs> <That's my laughs> <But favorite. laughs> we need to elevate ourselves and we need to elevate our thinking because you know everybody likes to use that quote when it comes to self-care like you know when you're on a plane and the plane's crashing you got to put the oxygen tank on yourself save someone else and and it's always from that self that individual way of thinking and that that's absolutely correct But I think something we need to also introduce into this time is the fact that if we're all looking out for each other, someone will help you too. Do you know what I mean? If if you're putting help out into this world, someone else will come help you as well. And self-care is like a stepping stone to community care. And it needs to keep going further where your government actually gives a fuck and takes care of you and you hold them accountable and there, and you know, and there's levels to it, but I, I don't believe that everything should begin at the self and end at the self. We need to, you know, just fucking quell that ego and, and, and evolve. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. No, I agree. I agree for sure. Like you, we can't, when we exist in a society that only cares about ourselves, we fail. The only way that you can succeed as a society is to give a shit about everybody else around you because it's a society. It's not just you. Exactly. Exactly. You can't, you can't, it, it, there, there, we all have individual responsibilities, 
but we also have social responsibilities that we need to uphold. And I think we've gotten to a point where we started to forget that. I reminded everybody to stop drinking Red Bull. I'm reminding you to stop giving a fuck only about yourself. Okay. Have your bubble bath, have your whatever, take care of yourself, but give a fuck about other people too. We got to balance it all out. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the month, there's a Mercury retrograde. Oh, nice. What day does that start? <laughs> January 30th. I think it's on. I don't remember the exact date, but I can, um, we'll definitely make a post about it in our stories. It'll be towards the end of February. Perfect. Just what we want right now. <laughs> so, you know, brace yourselves. We're in the shadow of that retrograde right now. So if some stuff's feeling a bit funky, chunky, if you want to learn about retrogrades, check out episode two. Yes. Um, um, so yeah, that's going to happen for a little while, but on, but otherwise in terms of big planetary things, there's nothing that wild going on until end of April. So I'm not even gonna foreshadow anything. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, time to wrap it up. It's been a <laughs> <laughs> been fun. It's nice to be back doing this again. Hopefully we can get back into a routine of things, but I'm not going to put pressure on either of us to maintain this so everybody bear with us hopefully we can kind of get back to a slightly regular scheduled programming absolutely yeah we're just gonna try our fucking best and have fun with it and always thank you for sticking with us and for listening to this or turning it off and never listening to it we're still grateful whatever yeah we're almost at 500 plays overall for all of our episodes I was just checking the other day I was like oh I realized I haven't actually checked out our stats recently so feel like if you feel like sharing it with some friends who you think might be interested in in our ramblings please do so that would be cool we'd appreciate it like and like and subscribe and rate our episodes and review them and stuff someone wrote us a, a really nice review on apple as well so oh really i don't know if yeah. I've seen that. did i see it go check it out i cannot no. remember the name for the life of me but thank you very much it was very sweet so we see you. We appreciate you. If there's anything you guys want us to bring up or, and maybe we'll do another live or something like that to hang out um, or not. I don't fucking know. I make no promises. I'm I, down for whatever at this point. I mean, all I got is time, except for when there's a Raptors game on, then I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Same. Go Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> And also I've been watching hockey recently and the Leafs have like been winning. They like won some games. I didn't know they did that. That's shocking. Even I know they suck. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the next fucking episode. Bye.